Welcome to the QAC Team Podcast, your quality assurance consulting team. Quality is our highest priority for your business with one goal, one direction, success. And now here's your host, Charles Luttrell. Good afternoon, Scott. Welcome back to our third edition of the Roundtable Discussions. How are you, sir? Hey, Chuck. Thanks for having me back. Oh, man, I, I'm so glad you, you come back for another, man. This is great. I love this series. <laughs> so Yeah, it's a great series. Yeah. So as we talked about last week in our closing, we wanted to talk about processes and procedures this week. And I have a couple of topics here I'd like to go over. I'll run them by you. So number one, we have greening and sitting customers uh, like hostess, uh, taking orders, the server, okay. uh, food preparation and presentation, kitchen, okay. customer interaction and feedback, and then billing and payment. What do you think about those? Pretty good topics? Yeah, I think we could do all five. Awesome. So yeah. greeting and seating customers with the hostess. So Obviously, when customers arrive, you know, the restaurant staff should, you know, promptly greet the guests, smile, inquire about sitting preferences and efficiently seat them. And you would hope that the areas are clean and prepared from the bussers. Give us a little details about the process and procedures about the greeting and seating of customers from the hostess from your side. Uh, It's the first interaction that you're going to have with the with the public, you know, with the guests. So. That's, you know, it's hypercritical that you you understand greeting people as professional as possible. We're professional men and women that serve professional men and women. So we have to make sure that we honor and fulfill that role. Uh, and it's, it's not a, that's not a passe, you know, position in a restaurant by any means. Um, you know, I think a good uh, host or hostess would, uh, you know, obviously introduce themselves you know, ask the time of the reservation, um, ask if they've been here before. And if they have, you know, start the conversation there, you know, at that point, mm-hmm. um, you know, that would be with like within the first 60 seconds of the, of the guests walking in. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty interesting experience one time, not too long ago from a restaurant. So I walked in, there wasn't a host there at the stand yet. So I'm standing there waiting and the young female walks up. And she's like, do you have a reservation? I say, no. And she's like, well, looks like it's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just come back. She's like, well, I can take your name and number and call you when you know we're about ready. I'm like, all right. So I gave her my name and number. And I walked outside to get my car. As I start to drive away, she calls me. I mean, it was not even five minutes. Hey, we got a table ready for you. Mm. <laughs> So where, where was the information coming from that, you know, so that would be my question. Communication breakdown, right? So, you know, it was a smaller restaurant, not very huge. So my, from my view, when I first walked in, it wasn't that large of a restaurant. So I, clearly this person should have known, you know, their schedule of guests or table turning, you know, how fast they turn and seat and to give it inaccurate information like that. It's, Kind of crazy, right? Thoughts? No, I mean, it would have been. It, 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 I I would say that if she would have just paused for another sixty seconds, you know, she would have under she probably or he, you know, what whomever, what what you know, whichever gender was there, 
um, the host would have would have uh, you know seen how many tables were actually available. Um, you know, I think it's highly unlikely that the phone ring. You know, two seconds after that happened. You know, but um, you know, slowing the process down. You know, a lot a lot of veterans they always talk about slowing things down or things slow down the better that you get at something. Uh-huh. So, um, I would say that that would be either someone that was nervous, you know, uh-huh. someone that maybe wasn't you know fully prepared for the the first greeting mm-hmm. and if you're nervous you're gonna make you, she's gonna rely on that training that she's had <clears throat> so if the if the blanket statement was don't take walk-ins until you're sure or something to that effect mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what i would say probably happened so if that let's say that was a th- three to five year old employee you know, that had been, you know, doing that job for three to five years, you know, I would say that that that's probably the case, you know, that person got nervous and then relied on the training that she's received mm-hmm. and just said, said what she was supposed to say, you know, I, I think that the, the higher expertise employee would have taken the extra 60 seconds, you know, looked over the seating chart, you know, said something to the fact of, um, you know, I, I, I can get back to you in a few moments and let you know how the wait, how long the wait is going to be. You know, it's something like that. You know, Yeah. And, you know, from my standpoint, looking at it, I could see the entire restaurant from where I was standing at the host stand. So it wasn't that she couldn't look and see that there was seating available. Now, maybe the other tables were reserved. You know, there could have been somebody called in for reservations. I mean, you know, coming from my side as the customer standing at the host stand, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of I see four tables open. Why do you tell me it's going to be, you know, 45 minutes to an hour? Because, because that's what she was supposed to do. She's she's in charge of the pacing of the restaurant. So if... Uh-huh. Do you remember what time what time it was? Yeah, it was uh, early. I mean, um, regardless, it doesn't really right. So so it was probably the first turn, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So so it's the first turn, and she knows how many people are coming in. She knows what time they're coming in. She knows the order of of the seating arrangement that has to be implemented, and it has to be done properly because any good restaurant is going to have a ton of information. So to give you an example. Because you walked in, you saw, you know, all these open tables. You're like, why can't I just sit down? And that that hostess might have 75 people that she's about to see in the next 60 minutes. They're right. just not there yet. You know? there and yet. she might have right. 75 people that have that have been there, that have been there or going there for years, even if they haven't been going there for years, you know, but like right. there's a there's an enormous amount of information that that, that, that employee has that is just not seen. So I would say that most people would have the same reaction. Like, why can't I just sit there? Well, because right. I'm doing my job, sir. You know, right, that's why. right. Right. And, you know, from my, from my standpoint, my thinking is this wasn't that long ago. So this employee may not have been there that long and they may not have understood the proper, you know, way to look over the chart, the seating chart and learn table turning. And, you know, they might not have all that data. So they're probably going off. Of, well, I'm afraid to tell this guy to put him here. And then somebody is reserved 
and then I have to move somebody. So then it gets all weird, right? So that's my thinking was that they just weren't there long enough to understand how to really seat people, you know? I, 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 would, I would have to argue against that because I don't know the scenario. But if the scenario is, is that if she was a um, has less tenure in right. that position, mm-hmm. she still used the fail safe of I need more time to solve this problem. And that's ah, what she right. did. Yeah. And if you're unsure, reach out to the manager, right, to get. Which is probably what she did. Right. 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 Very interesting. Very interesting. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about um, from the server side. So the guest has been seated and let's get into the taking orders, you know. So let's talk about accurately taking orders, paying attention to special requests and I think something that comes up a lot now is the dietary restrictions, right? So there's a lot of things of allergies and stuff that the kitchen needs to know from taking orders, correct? That's correct. Which the hostess also needs to know. Because yes. if they're right. So again, th- that's one more element that the, it, I think that the host should know or the hostess, you know, that, that position should know, the server should know. The chef should know. The manager should know. You know, they everyone all the way across the board should know that if there is a gluten allergy at seat four or table eleven, then that's what should be known. Uh-huh. You know, so w- without having proper pre shifts and, and you know post shifts talking about the next night, you know that that those are just super important to have a successful operation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so go ahead and go back. I didn't mean to divert too far, you know, over, but. No, that's um, okay. That, that, that's perfect. I just had a, a, a statement about, you know, talking about um, accurate orders because what frustrates me a lot, if there's more than two people in my party, sometimes they mix up who gets what drink and then the food comes out and we have to like shuffle it around. What process and procedure should be in place so that doesn't happen? Is there something that during the training that happens so you don't look like a restaurant that doesn't know what they're doing when a server <laughs> brings the food out and it's not correct for the right person? Yeah, we, we don't we don't we don't take that. I don't take that. My team does that. We don't take that. Yeah, granted at all. Like it's, that's not that's unacceptable. For, yeah, for this level, um, it's not something that. Like auctioning off food never happens. Yeah, you know, it's, it, nobody's ever saying, you know, who who got the scallops. <laughs> like, <if> I, <laughs> like I'm not. <laughs> like we're not. We don't. We don't do that. You know. So. So what um, process or procedures in place is at training, right? So how is that taught in training? So to avoid that, there's like a little drawing on their pad that says, "All right, here's the square <laughs> table, and, and this person gets this and that." How, how is it? How is it? How is that done? Okay, so we have. Seating charts, we have seating arrangements, we have names, we have times, we have favorites, we uh, favorite items always to be ordered. Uh, we had a couple that came in every Wednesday, 7 o'clock, same order every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, espresso at the end of the night uh, with a twist. Uh, never changed. You know, never changed. The menu... The menu changed uh, every every time that those those people came in, but we were we were hyper diligent about creating an experience that they could rely on. 
Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to have maps, graphs, drawings, time, you know, clocks around that the guests cannot see. Um, I would have my phone out, you know, using using the stopwatch feature of the phone. Um, I would be texting the front of the house during service in order to make sure that, you know, this guest is, has arrived or has not arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was only because now there are a lot of point of sale systems, POS systems that allow all of that type of communication to happen without actually using your phone, um, which I would prefer. But since we mm-hmm. were, I had 36 seats, you know, so like I'm only seeing 14 tables at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not, that's, I, I wouldn't say that that's a crushing amount of information that needs to be passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but your lead server, you know, will batch all of that information. Your dining room manager will even further batch that information. Um, you know, I, I had the, the, the information, I was the information pivot point. Uh-huh. So for the entire operation, depending on what, no matter where I was in the restaurant, but you know, on a standard night, if I'm on the pass, I'm the pivot point for all of the information. So all the information come to me while I'm expediting. And then all of that information then would be regurgitated and translated into kitchen, uh-huh. you know, from, from dining room language to kitchen language, because you try to get them as close as you can, you know, like you want everybody to say the same words um, but sometimes inflections is different. Sometimes accents are different. Sometimes, you know, there's a, there's just, it's a human element, right? you know? So, so everybody's going to translate it a little bit differently, but, but that's exactly what you want. You want it to be a little bit different to no different. You don't, you know, no difference in language is perfect. A little bit different is heading towards something that's very good. Uh-huh. Um, so it lets us use the, the gluten allergy position four on table 11. You know, my, they, my pasta cook would know that. My saucier would know that. My sous chef would know that. My lead cook would know that. My dishwasher would know that. Uh-huh. And why would, you know, I'm, I'm, I, and I'm absolutely adamant about getting as much information to every position as, that I can. And the reason for that is because, one, I want everyone to start paying attention to the, to the language that's being used. Uh-huh. You know, and two, people are going to remember that. You know, yeah. if if I say, you know, to the to the dishwasher, I have a gluten allergy. That means that that can't go anywhere near anything that's, you know, it, the gluten allergy is a is a, is a very deep allergy. But let's just use for for basic example anything that's a bread product or flour product. Okay, so so that means that the pasta cook cannot interact with the plating of that particular table. Uh-huh. Like you can't, you, I need a new pan. I need a, you know, I need fresh pans. We're going to wash everything, especially if it's celiac that, I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it was not uncommon for me to shut the entire, I will shut the whole restaurant down for the celiac, you yeah. know, scrub everything down. We switched everything out, put gloves on or took the gloves off, you know, to make sure that there, there was no cross contamination. Uh-huh. Um, I had a guest come in uh, a few times with a with her own pan, and she asked me to use that pan only when she came in, and it was wrapped, like wrapped in in, in plastic, and, like and we did it plastic, and that's very cool. Yeah. So she brought that every time she came in. She's like, "Here's my pan, cook it in here." Yeah, she, well, she brought it. She brought it once and then left it at the restaurant. Gotcha. 
And, and so then you use this one every time. Right. Now, you know, I don't, I don't want to say I could do that 50 times, but I could do it once. <laughs> right. that, was, you know? that's, that was my next statement. Was like, what if 25 customers did that? I think that would be a little, a little tough. I, well, I if I, I, I'll tell you what I would do. If I had 25 customers I, you know, or guests that, that were doing that, I would reach out to my investors and be like, listen, I have a really high demand for this. Can we talk about it? You know, right. like that, that's what I would do. Yeah. And that, that's just pretty cool because what, what you're talking about now just kind of segues right into the next topic of food preparation and presentation. I, I thought that was pretty slick. And I was, I was waiting for me to, to come in and step in with this phrase, you know, because that's pretty cool because I think food preparation and presentation, that that's a loaded topic, man, because there's so much, as you talked about with, you know, hygiene and certain allergies and, you know, there's so much that goes into this and plating, right? Presentation can be so much, right? The aesthetic has to be there. Yeah. It has to be. It's not, that's not, listen, flavor comes first. You know, like I, I use a sandwich, if you look at a sandwich, like a pretty sandwich, you have, you know, all, all of these things that are cut to nice shapes. But if it's under seasoned, what do you care? Like, it's not good. That's not mm-hmm. a good thing, you know. So, right. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of like what I would call gray area. There's, there's all these variables that that are involved when it comes to the aesthetic of food for me. It's not a simple thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to touch as many receptors on you know in the mouth that I can all all at once, without going over. Like you don't yeah. want to be you don't want to be contrived, but you also want to make sure. You know, like think of like the RPM needle in your car. If you're if you're pushing that and you're up to you know four maybe five elements of color, texture, salt, sweet, bitter, sour. You know, and all of these things are 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 just like ramming towards the goal of being delicious. If you go over, it's no good. You're gonna blow your motor. You know, like you're it's it's not a it's not a good scenario for the guest because the right. guest is going to be overloaded the same way. <laughs> Yeah. That your your engine is so you you want to make sure that you have you know like you need a rev limiter if you if you're heavy footed you know like yeah. you have to you have to have that you have to have <laughs> that, that 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 bump stop there to make sure that you're not you know you're not going to take it too far. That's a pretty cool analogy. I, I I like that you you comparing the food taste to to the car you know RPMs. That that's pretty good, man. I like that. You got to fire in all cylinders. You can't, yeah. like, you can't have, you know, you can't have four cylinders and only have three working. And here's what's cool about that. You know, if, if you think about it, right, if you look at McDonald's, right, they, they can have this beautiful looking cheeseburger on the commercials, on TV, on the menu boards, right? But when you go there, does it ever look like that? Never. Yeah. But we still eat it, right? We still get it. And it's and it due, well, mainly else. due to the price, right? I get it, due to the price. But if you go to a restaurant and that piece of steak comes out and it doesn't look like, you know, some kind of steak that's really edible, we freak out. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't that crazy? It's like you there, well, that there's a there's an that's <laughs> that's, that's an inherent ex- expectation. Yeah, you know, people people have an expectation when you go to a restaurant you. People want to go eat things that they cannot do, mm-hmm. you know, that they cannot find. 
that they cannot prepare themselves for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've met uh, maybe 10,000 or heard of 10,000 backyard, you know, masterpiece guys because they put you know, raised barbecue sauce on their on their chicken and all of a sudden these are pit masters, you know, so it's not, it's not really the case, but right. you know, like, uh, but there, there is an underlying and I don't think that that should leave. I don't think that expectation should, should go anywhere. I think, uh-huh. I think the expectation, I think the knowledge should catch the expectation. Yeah. Like I want the most educated diners. I don't want the least. Right. I'm with that. You, it's just, it's, it's just better, you know, it's better overall. You know, yeah. when I, when you, you go out to the table and you're talking to the table and they were like, you know, I, I, I've had, I've had conversations with people who were financial experts and, you know, they read about food that I don't think that that they, they didn't come in championing the fact that they were, you know, food experts, uh-huh. but they came in with knowledge and I could actually have a conversation with that person Mm-hmm. I'm sitting next to that person going, you know what? That's respectable to me. Right. You know, trying to learn another trade or at least the knowledge of the trade, you know, any stream of information is valuable. So, you know, that's the same thing as me sitting down, you know, trying to talk about ROI, you know, in, in, in any other, you know, lending or investment, you know, portfolio. And that's not something that I take lightly either. So it's, it, it just improves the experience all around, in my uh-huh. opinion. Right. So, so simply because you know, I may have been the fine the the first fine dining fine dining experience for some people, um, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I I was I still feel, you know, pretty excited that oh, you've never done this before. You know, that's that's how that came out. It's almost childlike. <laughs> right. yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it's like, Oh wow. You've never done this. And now that person will leave with everything that I ever had in my restaurant. Right. You know, like that, if, if it was a six horse menu, well, it's probably 12 now because we're going to, you know, we're going to take that 12, going to modify it a little bit because I don't want you, I want you to have more things. Right. You know, like if you've never had scallop crudo and you're afraid to eat raw things, well, I'm the guy that you should probably rely on for oh. that. You know, absolutely. The guy so, that's got to cook it, the guy you know, that's done it over and am over. Am I cook? Like, you know, and if I turn to my kitchen and say, we have a first time guest, you know, that's never had a tasting menu before, that I, if I'm looking, if I'm, if, if I'm looking at my Susan or my, my, you know, my, my, my line going, what are we doing? You know, like that's what I want. That's what I want. You know, yeah, like I want, I want that same type of, you know, excitement, enthusiasm, say, right. You know, this is, Chef, these are my three dishes tonight, or these are chef, these are my four dishes tonight, whatever it is. You know? Right. And you know, talking about first time guests, that I think that's a lost art. You don't hear that a lot anymore. You know, when I go to restaurants and I'm talking, you know, upper mid, not, you know, your smaller restaurants, the ones that really ask you, you know, this is your first time here, you don't hear that much anymore. And, you know, to me that's kind of a lost art because if I've never been there for, I would love to hear what I'm going to experience, right? Well, here's what we offer. Here's who we are. You know, I'm, I'm big on that whole experience part, you know, of tell me about your dishes, right? And, and what you're offering. I think that would be a, a, a great thing to, to bring back. Your thoughts? Uh, I, th- I think that there's, th- that's two parts. There's two parts to that. 
one, we try to make it as close to the first time or as reliable as the first time feeling can be for repeat guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't serve you bread for the first time twice, but I can greet you at the door and and give you the hospitality level like I haven't seen you in six months. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, hey, how are you, Mr. Smith? It's great to see you again. Those types of things, that goes a long way. That's yes. not a first time, you know, guest, but it still will emulate that same type of, of human response. Mm-hmm. You know, recognition goes a long way. Right. So if you if you recognize that there's an opportunity as, you know, as an, you know, I'm a, I'm a employee of the hospitality industry. I always will be, um, no matter how big the name actually gets, I'll still be, that's, this is what I do. So this is, this is where I'll be, you know? And, right. Um, so, you know, what I'm thinking in, in, in terms of those, of those two parts is simply because I could serve you bread once and have it be, you know, a, a really great experience. I'm trying to replicate that as many times as I can, not just in that one visit, but every single time that you come back. Right. And enough, you know, did that wow factor enough to have me come back, even though it's simply bread, but the way it was handled, the way they said, Oh, this is my first time. We're going to wow you and have that experience time and time again, when you come back. Right. That, that's, there what, has, that's what we're looking has, for from both sides. Right. From me, there was a, there was, there was always a touch, you know, there was always a t- like, if it was chocolate truffles, it was two flavors of chocolate. It wasn't, it was one, you know, one chocolate truffle, maybe it was coconut or raspberry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's always going to be a surprise element. Right. Um, but to go that's back cool. to the second, to the second part of the, of the first time guest, like that's your opportunity to make sure that, you know, it becomes a, a repeat guest, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, there, there are two very important priorities of of getting first-time diners to come in the door, which is a art within itself, and then keeping them uh-huh. is a, is a different art within right. itself. You know, and you need to do both. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a first-time person, like you have to knock that out of the park. And right. I think that the reason why you don't see that to to kind of touch on what you said you don't see that that much just because I think the industry is getting better and that's because the tech is getting better. The technology is getting better. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to keep track right. of, of your guests. You know, we're not, we're not back there with number two pencils anymore. Right. Right. Know? Yeah. So, and it's cool that you mentioned that because segueing into, you know, one of next to the last um, topic here, customer interaction feedback, you know, you hit it right. So I had, I went to a restaurant today, took my daughter, my oldest daughter to a restaurant today and we love the food. The food is great, but there are servers that we tend to hope aren't there when we go because it's just not, we know we're not going to get good service, you know? And just happened to be this, that server who we did not want was our server. Um, what are your thoughts on how, how should a customer approach that if you feel that your server multiple times has not been what you expect from a restaurant? 
Um, I deal with very discerning guests. Mm-hmm. And I deal with very good uh, intended people, you know, people with good intentions who want to mm-hmm. do a good job. Uh, and sometimes that, that, you know, that, that line is, is perpendicular and, and it, it, it's not always good. Um, that could be a real challenge when it, you know, when you have to tell your ace that, you know, they're, they're not getting table 11. <laughs> you know, it, it's not, it doesn't always go well, you know? So <clears throat> I can see um, that, right. <laughs> you know, and, and it doesn't go well. And that's because that's, that's my own thing. Like that's uh-huh. part of, that's part of me. I have to go with the guest and I have to back up this, you know, the service station or, or I'm sorry, the, you know, the service team, um, you know, because you have to, you, you have to be, you know, as a brand or as a human, you have to be loyal to the people that are out there doing the work for you. You know, yeah. like you have to, re- there has to be, it has to be reciprocated, you know, like you can't just leave them out. You can't dog them. Right. You know, like that's not okay. So, yeah. Um, so I, I had, I had guests that reached out to me and requested other, another server. Right. And I, had to, what, I had to make a call and, and yeah. the guest. The, I, from my, what I can do is, you know, the guest is going to win on that. And I think that if any server were to look at that and say, okay, so maybe I shouldn't get upset about this. I shouldn't take offense to this because there's, you know, 13 other tables or what, you know, there's other things out there that can still carry the weight. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not going to affect their dollars in a negative way. Uh-huh. Um, you know, sometimes it's it, just the breaks, you know, sometimes it's not, it's, it's not as, as, as flow, you know, as flowing as you want it to be. It's not as, you know, you got to make a call. So you make a call. And that is, um, you know, where QAC team comes in. So you utilize something that, you know, like our RMS program. And that can help with that, right? Because you have a customer now who is coming into your restaurant. They love your food, but the service isn't really that great. So now you have a chance to coach and mentor that server to say, look, we had some feedback from a customer. Here it is. We talk about it. And then we try to make that server better so we don't have to, you know, make that server look um, or, or make them feel a certain way because this customer wasn't getting that they weren't getting that table. What do you think? I mean, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to please two separate entities. Mm-hmm. Like there's That's those, the tough part. That's they're, a balance. They're, they're, yeah. they're parallel lines that mm-hmm. shouldn't necessarily cross. And I think any good manager will be able to do both. Yeah. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I'm happy to make the adjustment. And then I, you just turn to your lead and be like, listen, you're still the lead, you know, or, or you're whomever, you know, I'm just using the lead as the example yeah, because, sure. you know, you know, I, these are more senior people that are on the floor. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I, I have more communication with the senior level people in the company than I do with the, with the lower level people. Um, and in, in, in different ways, uh-huh. you know, they're, they're, st- it's not, it's, it's seniority is not necessarily the grading system. Right. Um, 
you know, you know, the new dishwasher that's been there for four weeks still has to have one-on-one still has to, you know, he's still going to be managed within the team. You know, sometimes that necessarily, that, that should not be me. You know, right. that should, that should not be me. He's going to, he, that dishwasher is probably going to be more comfortable talking to someone else than he is to me. And I want to make sure that that person stays comfortable. So mm-hmm. if I have to step out of that equation, that's fairly easy for me to do. That's not, that's not a hard adjustment. Right. right. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's, it says a lot, you know, if you got a report, you know, from a, an analyst that came in and reviewed your restaurant, you have all the touch points of everything that happened factual and you share it with your staff, you know, that it goes a long way to show everybody, you know, look, this is what happened. Here's the good, the bad, the ugly, and cover all the bases with all your employees, all your staff. And then particularly with that server in question to say, look, you know, this, this is what happened. It's how it is. And, you know, how to handle that going forward. Right. I would let them chew on it. Mm-hmm. I would present the information if, if this was a task or if this was, you know, something that I, I, I would do on a daily, you know, daily basis. I, I would let them chew on it. Yeah. You know, if they were, if we got good reviews, I sent them, I congratulated them. Um, if we got bad reviews, we talked about it. Right. You know, I didn't take every single review. I, I don't take that. I don't take it seriously and I don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I t- it's situational for me. Um, you know, some people, some people took shots for unknown reasons and some people were like, this is the best thing I've ever ate in my life. You know, right. and you have to, you have to kind of take that and mix them together. And then what do you get? Like, what's the average on that? Right. You know, so, um, we have five yeah, star reviews. Yeah. We have five star reviews on days we weren't even open. Right. And we had we had zero star reviews on days that we weren't even open. Right. So, you know, and so taking that, right? Taking that information, you know, taking it from something like, you know, QAC team to where you're getting that factual data because you know this person was here because they hired this person to come in to give you that data. So there is no, you know, it takes out that, you know, ambiguity of well, they weren't really there or they were, but we don't really know if they're telling the truth or not because, you know, this person is hired to do this, you know? So you're getting that great data, you know? And if it comes from, you know, if it comes from a good source, you know, like I said, like I, I hire people knowing who they are. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to sit down with the people that I have and I'm going to say, listen, you know, Mr. Smith's, you know, his, his complaint was, you know, the, the pasta was undercooked. Mm-hmm. Was it? And I'm going to turn to, was it, was it undercooked? Right. You know, like I, you know, and I, I expect it to not be a silent room, <laughs> you know, like I expect the answer, Somebody you know, something, right? <laughs> you know, you know, it, I, I would be, I would be much more, um, I would lean further towards the solution of putting the information out there and, you know, being accountable. Now being accountable is not just filling the void of silence, mm-hmm. you know, being accountable is saying that pasta was overcooked. Okay. Is that a, huh. or you think that what, 
You know, so what would you do? Ask them. You know, <laughs> it'll the force them. Right? It'll force them to create this scenario and the what if scenario. What am I going to do if this happens? Right. All right. So, so taking taking accountability from the staff, you know, meaning what does taking accountability actually mean to me? It's 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 not just filling the void of silence at the meeting, right? You know, it's actually taking action, being proactive to go make the adjustment. It might just be, hey, you know, tell Timmy to cook it for thirty five seconds longer, or you know, right. make sure you check it. Like, how did anybody check that? Like right. you checked it. How did it get out? How mm-hmm. many hands did that did that pass before somebody? Because obviously nobody picked up on it. So how 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 many people did it pass in order to make sure that that was correct? Right. And, and again, it gets back to you know what we're talking about today is the processes and procedures, and how we're handling those things. You know, so if the customer says this pasta was way overcooked or undercooked. Like you said, how did it get there? So we have to go back and see, you know, let's let's run back what we did to, to fail this this dish, you know. I have that that procedure has to be done. Yeah. That's it very has important. to be done. Yep. And it's pretty cool because you know now that segues into, you know, our last point of touch here is billing and payment. So, you know, that, that touches a lot of different things. So when I hear about billing and payment. You know, again, we got a bad dish, right? We have a customer doesn't want to pay. We got to make sure that the bill is accurate. Did the server write up the order correct? So give us a little bit of insights on this topic of billing and payment from from your side. I think that there's going to be so much gray area in that question, but I'll... <laughs> I... <laughs> How did I know you are going to say that? I got, I'll, 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 see if, I'll see if I can cut it into smaller pieces. Right. I love it. Uh, one, I think, the, I think the restaurant industry is heading towards prepack. I, th- I think that, that, that should be, we should be a prepack. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, we pay at the end, um, where a lot of other industries, you either pay up front, you pay half, you... You know, I, I don't see how that how, how we're any different than any other trade. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's because then there's the argument, is this a trade, is it a craft, is it an art? You know, what is it exactly? And it, it, all, it depends on what level you want to be at. Right. You know, like you want high recognition, high prestige. You want to be in a high profile environment. You got to understand that you're going to be in high stress, high chaos. Like you have to, you, your stress management and problem solving skills have to be immaculate. Like mm-hmm. you have to be able to, to take adjustments. You have to be able to understand that every day is going to be exactly different. And it's not going, that part of the industry is not going to change. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you the last time I had two days back to back that looked exactly the same. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I ever have. So every single day is exactly different. And it's, that's just the, the element of the industry as it is mm-hmm. right now. Now, going to prepay, I don't, I, I don't see – I'm not so sure that it's more of a tradition to pay at the end versus that's just how it's always been done. 
I know a lot about the industry and I do research a little bit of history involved in this, but you know, not, not adjusting in, in not, not adjusting to going to a prepay could absolutely continue to handicap the industry financially. Uh And, you know, I, I think everybody wants to make more money. I also think that somehow the, the reputation of, of the industry has always, it's always been the stepchild. Uh-huh. You know, it's all, it's always been the, you know, the, the $10 an hour gig and that, you know, I'll do this and I'll do that. And, you know, maybe if I work hard, I'll, I'll, I'll make it and you will, you know, I just want to, I, I want to be one of the guys on the other end of the phone saying, pay him what he's worth, like pay him 2023 money. Don't pay him 1946 money. You know, mm-hmm. like let's let's make sure that we understand where we are because twelve dollars then and twelve dollars now is super different. <laughs> you know, like yeah. let's like take like because I, I I this isn't about profitability. This is about retention. This is about treating people with dignity. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like don't walk into you know your your company and think that you can pay everyone you know a million dollars a year. Like that's not going to happen. Right, you know, but so but I am is, saying, so let, let's touch give on, them the opportunity to make money. Right, let's touch that a little bit because I think that that touches onto the point I'm making here. Let's say customer has a bad experience, right? Well, that's not really a bad experience. Customer has a not so great experience. They, you know, the, the pasta was undercooked. Okay, and you know they noted the server about it and said, you know, I really wasn't happy with this dish. At what point does the server take control of that situation to say, you know, do they reach out to the manager and say that this dish, they don't want to pay for this, they shouldn't pay for it, who pays for it? Um, Give us a little insight on if a customer is unhappy with their dish, what does that look like from the restaurant's process and procedure side? Well, let's uh, let's preface that with saying we work a hundred hours a week to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, so let's not, you know, let's not leave that part out. And, Uh and this is why I'm speaking about, you know, I didn't go off the rail so much. It's, it's more like the edge of the rail that I'm talking about. So, Uh you know, in order to be financially sound, you have to get paid. Right. So we work really hard to make sure that we don't make the mistakes. So being preemptive and, following these processes and procedures to be pre- as preemptive as you can be. Right. You know, we had a, we had, I, I had cooks and chefs ha- make gluten-free things, not even having a gluten-free guest on because huh. you, you're going to need the, you're going to need the extra, you know, the, the extra arrow in the quip. Like you're going to, you're going to need that. Uh-huh. You know, like you're going to need something at some point where something's going to happen. Sally's going to drop a dish. And then all of a sudden you have 15 minutes that you have to fill and your guest is sitting there hungry. Let's say the pasta <laughs> dish came back. Now your guest isn't eating. Well, my restaurants, that's unheard of. Yeah. Everyone eats all the time. So uh-huh. if I mess, if, if, if me, if my restaurant undercooks, you know, a pasta dish, there better be a salad or a something on that table. While I have the kitchen remake the rest of the dish. And and the more that you work with me, the more that you'll understand that there are no empty plates 
<laughs> like they they came here to eat. to eat. So we're gonna make sure that they do that. Uh-huh. You know, and that's impressive. I like that. And we don't we, like we fill the void. We we fill the gaps. We, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, we make sure that the you know that it stays within that flow. And like, that's why it's important for people to understand that when you go into prepay. Because I think that the, there's still going to be a little bit of time before that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think any good operator will, will make sure that, you know, that guest is going to leave happy. Right. I can, and does know, that dish get comped? Do you comp that dish? If it comes off, does it cut? Yeah. Why would yeah. I'd rather you sit down and have, you know, it, let's say, let, so if we're walking through it and I'm going to turn to my, I'm going to turn to my dining room team and be like, make sure he has everything, uh-huh. everything, you know, and some people will take advantage of that. Some people, you know, but well, that's like everything, right? I mean, there's, you can tell the people who are, you know, just complaining to get free meals and, and free food and, and be yeah, they stick out. Take care. Yeah, they stick out. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the industry for a while. You know. <laughs> <they are. laughs> yeah. That to me, that's why this topic was so important to bring up because I know there's people that do that, you know. And I wanted to to get your your take on, you know, what's that process look like? You know, how do you talk to and train your staff? You know, to like, is there a red flag that came up that said, "I think I have a guest who's just fishing for free food"? <laughs> you can <laughs> tell. so as as an operator for this long you know you know you can and not and a a good chef like you can tell like if you're if you're if your rock star service team if they come back and their face is all like munched up you know you're like oh man why is he giving it to this guy you know like he's a guy this guy is the nicest guy you know, of all the the whole team, he's the most he's the, he's a nice guy. Gets along with everyone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want any problems. Just wants to come in, work at a you know work in a nice environment, work in a nice place, and do you know and do good things. He yeah. that's what he wants, and he wants to make good money. Right. Let's let's you know again. I, I keep that on the table because it should be. But you know, so there were a few nights where. You know, if you if you know your staff, you're gonna know where there's concern. You know, and again, yeah. me being the the owner operator, I don't want to solve every problem. I want to make sure all the problems are solved, but I don't want to solve every problem. So I want to make sure that I go over, check in with the staff, and if they're like, "Chef, we got it. It's no big deal." You know, the guy just has hairspray in his eye or whatever it is, and then you just you just move on, right? You know, yeah. Yeah, great point, you know, and I think um, it goes a long way, you know, for when you have employees who you work with and you know them and and you know their their style, you you can tell that something's just not right with these guests and you know that you can see that this, this could be a potential red flag for someone just wanting to bite on getting free food. <laughs> you have to. Like you, yeah, you yeah. have to, you have to understand that these the people, the service industry, the people that serve people, the people that are out there on the dining room floor, they have to deal with all of you. Yeah, all of you. They have to deal with all of you, mm-hmm. and it's not just 
you know, that's not easy to do energetically. You know, like everybody has a different energy and you walk up to 100 people and they all have a different frequency. Like that can be really exhausting. And if you're, yeah. not, if you're not good at, you know, protecting your energy, that's going to be detrimental to your career. That's why a lot of people don't work in it. Yeah. You know, because you're, most people are not equipped to touch that many human environments that often. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in closing, you know, these are processes and procedures that we talk about. They're very essential for providing excellent customer service and ensuring a good, positive dining experience. Give us some of your closing thoughts on what we talked about today. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I think those, those five, you know, those, those five points were, 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 you know, current and relevant. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, experienced diners are going to understand or hopefully understand a little bit more, you know, about what the, what the industry is going through right now, Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, me being not only a self-advocate for myself, but any branch of the industry that is affiliated with it is important, you know? So, you know, to give you an example, you know, you, your plumber comes in, your plumber wants to get paid. Well, you know, what's the, why is it different for the, you know, the restaurant? Yeah. You know, somebody like, so we don't have, we don't have freezers full of things in my restaurants, you know, like we don't have frozen desserts or, or whatever, that we're buying from someone else. Someone had stood there from, you know, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning in order to make that. Right. And that's it. I, I'm not speaking for everyone and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm speaking for myself right? and, and my, and my teams, you know, but that's just how I do things. That's mm-hmm. how I want to do things. Right. And I'm always going to lean towards having things that are crafted versus bought. Right. So not every, not every restaurant operates under that that guideline. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to say one way or another. I mean, I, the the guests can make up their own their their own minds when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but we we made a hundred percent of the food, and people yeah. can attest to that. So, you know, it's it's, it's that that's important. Now, yeah. going into the you know the 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 final points that we're trying to make is that I want the industry to shift. Uh-huh. I'm looking for someone to shake that tree. You yeah. know, like we learned a lot during COVID. Uh-huh. I, at least I did. I saw a lot of true colors come out and it was, uh, it, I, I think that the, that the industry as a whole needs to get its act together. Yeah. And, and put, put themselves first instead of just taking it on the chin because. And that's a good point to mention. Yeah. We're, 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 we're in the service industry and our job is to make other people happy. That's, that's what, at least that's what it it is to me. Now, hospitality means a lot of things to a lot of people. Yeah. Like it's, there's not, there's not just a few ways to define hospitality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, my job is to make as many people happy as I can without losing myself. I cannot lose the definition of myself. I've worked too fucking hard to get to where I am and I'm not yeah. going to do that. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. And you had a good I, point I, too. 
right with these points. You know, if if we follow these basic five points here, you know, greeting and seating, taking orders, food preparation, customer interaction, feedback, billing and payments. If we follow those simple five points, we can have a pretty good experience, you know. And that was our goal. That's our goal. Yeah. There's there should be three ring binders. There should be graphs. There should be maps. There should be scenarios. There should be a whiteboard. There should be a sales board. You know, like you want your people to understand what we're doing. Like you don't want to lose sight about, you know, what we're actually here to do. Right. You know, I'm not saying the money is secondary, but I'll never say the food is secondary. Yeah, that that's huge. Right. Yeah. Food's got to be first. You want that experience. Yeah. That food, that experience. Absolutely. You can't, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. You know, like there's an expiration date on, on what we sell, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that screwdriver can sit there till next year, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> our inventory doesn't work that way. It know? doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> and that's great, Scott. Appreciate the conversation. I think this yes, was sir. great. Um, it, it was. It opened my eyes up to the opposite side because you know I come from the customer service side. You're in the in the restaurant industry side. And I think you know seeing both sides of this, it's really. Um, I, I think this was good. It, it, it taught me a lot, you know, and, and I hope our listeners learned a lot and um you know hopefully their experiences at restaurants they go to are just as good and on par as as you like to treat your guests you know all right so great appreciate you great conversation thank you so much great thanks chuck i appreciate it until next time man enjoy thanks for coming appreciate you been listening to the QAC Team Podcast with your host, Charles Luttrell. Connect with us on the web at qacteam.com, Facebook and Instagram at qac.team. Thanks for listening.